Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Comes out to Essien! Oh my goodness. It's a counter attack. It's Didier Drogba. And now Kidd in the middle. Drogba goes! Stretch it. Stretch it. Mix it on when you do. Stretch it. Chelsea 2 Arsenal 1. And Didier Drogba has it. Drogba in the centre. McCoy just came to the ground and was full back. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chessie Hour. I am joined by Jay. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm all good, bro. That's good. That's good. Finally, after some technical difficulties, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a mad one, but we're here. Um, as usual, just to plug the socials, make sure you're following Touchdown Africa um, and watch out for the main pods that drops every Sunday um, and all the club pods that drop um, every single day of the week. Um, from Manchester United to Arsenal to Tottenham to Chelsea, obviously, and then you've also got Liverpool as well. Um, every single day there's something dropping for everyone, so keep a lookout there and make sure you're tuning in. But we ain't got much time, so let me let's let's, let's get into it. Um, I don't know about you, yeah, but I this week is international it's international break week, and you know, obviously, usually during international break, the clubs they always try to post um some throwbacks to kind of keep people entertained. Um, and in tune because they know that we're all bored. And Chelsea, um, they posted um, all the goals from 0405 and 0506, um, the two title winning seasons that we had. And I was just watching them, watching them. And I don't know about you, but like, as I was watching them, I had one main takeaway from that year. And it's that, like, actually, two two takeaways. So, one, we used to be a proper club, right? <laughs> we used to be a proper, proper club. And number two, yeah, um, Robin Lampard. And Johnson was serious, serious ballers. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know if you had a chance to catch any of that. I don't think you did. But like, what 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 do you kind of like remember of that time in terms of like, especially like guys like Robin? Because I think some of the younger generation might not have caught him. Even me myself, I didn't catch. I probably missed maybe like the first season of him. Um, yeah. But he was very injury prone. 
but like what do you like remember of that of that squad and like what kind of like memories does it give you when you kind of look back on the goals and like, how the way we won the league and stuff like that um, I just yeah. thought it'd be interesting to kind of get into that conversation and see what you think yeah so um, like it was interesting watching the development from from when like Jose came in because um, Lampard would have, he'd obviously been there from before that mm. so because um, he was bought like in the Ranieri times and um, he was slowly getting to that kind of like goal scoring form but obviously he just transformed over the years in terms of like how prolific he got and how how threatening he was in the box in it and he used to make goal scoring look so easy from midfield like mm. like you 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 think about um, midfielders that score now in the game today and he is just like night and day compared to like a lot of midfielders in terms of the yeah. way they score now so yeah. like um he had like a proper striker's instinct and it was just so it it was it was it wasn't normal to see a player like him score so many goals so like that's mainly what i remember from from lampard but in terms of robin i think the biggest difference that robin kind of showed me and why i was so excited when he came on when he came to us was that there was just kind of like this fearlessness and direct yes. play that I'd n- I hadn't seen for like a long while. I think you also had like, flair about him as well. Yeah, bro. Like it was so crazy. And the thing is, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I was familiar with flair because I, I, got, I had the opportunity to watch Zola. Like I posted the other day that um, I was fortunate enough to watch Zola for like two, three seasons. Mm. And, and flair wasn't something that we we lacked in Chelsea teams. Like we actually had that, but the direct kind of play that Robin um, brought to Chelsea made teams so scared of us. Like it was, it was just so refreshing. And so when he came, it was just that dimension of of play that Chelsea had. Like the wingers we had before that, we had a guy called Jesper Gronkje. Yeah, 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 I remember. And he was like lightning quick, but his end product was awful like it was so <laughs> it was so hot and cold Werner yeah. vibes yeah huh Werner vibes yeah oh mate <laughs> it was it was really bad if, if people couldn't take Werner trust me you couldn't he scored a goal to get us into the Champions League he did man he did against Liverpool yeah, yeah man yeah. He, <laughs> he bent it top, he bent it into the into the corner mm. his left foot mm. but even that looked like an accident like that's yeah. how <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, but but Robin was just like a different level, and then obviously Good Johnson was just one of the techiest ballers that I've, I've yes. seen at Chelsea. Yes, I feel like so, Good Johnson goes under yeah, the radar, and that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to kind of have a, a conversation because I was watching, I was like, this guy, this guy could really, really, really play. Um, and I feel like obviously back then it's kind of similar. It's funny because there's parallels um, to kind of now, like you know how how we talk about how many players we have, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I thought I don't know. I feel like it's a thing with Jose having three strikers yeah. because we had three strikers um, in both of those seasons. So we had so Kesman, Drogba, yeah. Johnson, and then the following season was Crespo, um, Johnson, and Drogba. Drogba. And then yeah. when Jose came back again, we had Bar, Torres, and who's the other one? Um, we had three. Uh, Eto. So we have three strikers say, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. about to say Remy, but it wasn't yeah. Remy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even the police is Remy as well. So it's like, I feel like it's, maybe it's a Josie thing, I don't know. But I found that interesting how we had three strikers um, at all times when Josie was there. 
But um, yeah, yeah. Johnson, he just, he just, he was a proper player. But even back to the Robin, Johnson would be um, Johnson, sorry, Johnson would be like a Firmino today, like the type of player yeah. that people don't like. They he doesn't score many goals, but in terms of what he did for link up and like how he kind of understood the players around him and everything like that. That's exactly what Johnson was like. And he was he was so underrated, bro, for like what he did on the pitch for, for the attackers and, and players around him. He was ridiculous. Yeah, and, and no one really talks about him. Um, and so that's why when I was watching the goals, I was thinking, some of the goals I was, I was seeing from him, I was like, these are really, really good finishes. Um, I feel like it's always good to kind of go back and always kind of refresh your brain just to kind of move away from the revisionism. Um, yeah. And especially, I think even with the Lampard thing as well, like like you said, obviously he had that striker instinct, but it, some of the passes that he would make, like the long range passes were ridiculous. And in terms of people, people say that, oh, like Lampard could have created. I think that's a lie. I, th- I actually think he was very creative in terms of like his, um, his ability to like play balls from from the first third into the into the final third, just over the top, um, into Drogba, into whoever it was. And even like in the middle, he could find that, that incisive pass, I think, I think that was really, really. His passing was really, really underrated. People talk all, all always talk about his goals, but his passing was actually amazing. Um, and yeah, there were just so many shooters in that team. Um, and even back to the Robin thing, I think the fact that he was playing on the left was such a breath of fresh air because he could be so direct. Um, and his his feet were just so so quick and in tight areas, especially. He that's where he worked his magic. Um, so that was really good to watch. And with Robin, I watched mo- like as soon as he left Chelsea. It's funny because when he went to Madrid. That's when I really, really like watched him properly, um, and I because I remember I used to I used to follow Real Madrid quite a lot, um, and I saw him yeah. there. Um, and there was a couple of seasons where he used to carry them, and then like yeah, just went up a level. But I feel like his Chelsea time is kind of forgotten about just because of like how many injuries he had. But he was actually a very, very important part of that Chelsea team. But yeah, that's that's that's, that's I just found that very interesting. I don't know about you, yeah. but, nah, Robin, yeah. Robin, bro. Even till now, like he. Even though he wasn't in a finished article at Chelsea, yeah, his impact in terms of what he did for that for that uh, for that kind of er- um, era of dominance in terms of the first two seasons, mm. like bro, people will never understand like what he the fear factor that he gave us, it was insane, bro. Like, yes. like you know when I, you know when I knew yeah we we had something special and obviously like my heart was broken when he left obviously due to like the the stuff with Jose and stuff like that, but. Like when he scored that goal against Fulham and he left like four men on the floor, I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a different <laughs> like, this is not this is not something that we've seen before. Like it, and yeah. and it was true because by the end of by the end of his obviously his career, you look at everything that he's done and, and clearly like it was a special player that we had, do you know what I mean? And, special player, man. Yeah, and I but, feel like when people think of that Jose era, it's always Czech, Lampard, Terry Drogba. But like Robin, well, Robin and Duff, yeah. Robin and Duff, don't ever forget. Yeah, I feel like them, them lot. Of forgotten. <laughs> yeah, facts. Yeah. Real, real Chelsea heritage, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, moving moving on to the, the the present day. So, um, obviously it's been International Week, um, and we are back this weekend with a five pm game against who Villa. Villa. Uh, yeah. I went blank there. Um, I really don't like that 5pm slot. I feel like the Leeds game has traumatised me. But um, so <laughs> right now, I believe, I'm just going to load up the table to see how many games we've got left. Okay, so we've played 27 games. So that means there's 11 games left, right? Um, I don't know what the vibe is amongst most Chelsea fans, but I would probably assume that most of us have given up on top four. 
Um, are you the same? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, cool. no, I, I gave up on that time ago. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. So 11 games left. We've pre- all pretty much resigned to the fact that we're not going to get top four this season. We're still in the Champions League. Big game against Real Madrid to look forward to, I guess. But um, in terms of the league, what 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 is there for us to kind of see like to take from these last eleven games? Um, bearing in mind that not much is going to be on the line. Um, so what do you kind of want to see? What do you want to? What kind of encouragement do you want to take from these last eleven games? Um, going into next season. So for for, for me, I think some of what I've so some of what I've wanted to see, I've kind of seen in the last four games, and I know like obviously the last performance was a draw, but. Um, like I'm, I'm kind of different to a lot of people where I haven't been as pessimistic as um others in terms of with Graham Potter and what he can do in the future, despite the results that he's he's gotten this season. So, like for me, the last four four games, like I've watched back every single one after I've watched it live, and then it's like there's clear changes in like a lot of what Chelsea are doing in terms of how fast we're passing the ball, in terms of how direct we're being at times with the ball. Um, in terms of stacks, even getting into the box, I feel like last season, a lot of the times when I used to watch us, I feel like I always used to feel like there weren't enough people getting into the box. And I think slowly but surely, we're trying to make that happen and it's, and it's trying to become a thing. I think Sterling's, Sterling's injury kind of messed up how this how these last four games could have went in terms of... I agree. Even better because Sterling was playing a role that I think not many people can play at the moment because he's so intelligent with his yeah. with his movement. It's he's the position so... he takes up, isn't it? Yeah, bro. Like it's it's what what people are asking Mudrik and and Madueke to do in this system right now is something that you know it looks easy because you're 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 what what people are doing. And I think what fans are doing is they're taking their attributes and they're they're just treating it like it's a game and saying. Oh, he's fast. Oh, he can dribble. So therefore, he can play that role. And you know, for, for people forget. Yeah, I don't know whether it's because people don't rate Sterling as highly or whatever it is, but Sterling is good in that role because of how intelligent he is with his movement. Like Dortmund yeah. couldn't live with Chelsea that evening mm. because Sterling was literally like he was in term. When I say unplayable, I don't mean like he was getting the ball and like, yeah, has like, unplayable. But he was unplayable in a way where. They didn't know what to do with him. Like they, they actually didn't know, and therefore, like Felix was getting space, Havertz was getting space, the wing backs were getting space, and nobody really knew what to do with Sterling. And it ended up like really confusing the Dortmund defenders. And you know, I think it benefited us a lot. And losing him kind of messed up what what Potter's plan probably was in terms of in the attack and having someone running behind. So yeah, I'd like to see him come back in and then try and get back to what it was that Potter was trying to do for the rest of the season with him involved. Just, um, just to cut in, sorry, you make you make a very good point in regards to the Dortmund game because I feel like his, whilst he wasn't great on the ball, um, his movement in behind was causing so many problems. So many problems. Um, I think you saw it for, um, I think, was it one of the goals? I can't remember, but especially in the second half when the game starts to open up a little bit and, and Dortmund starts to take a little, a little bit more chances, he was yeah. on. Um, there was one chance where he, um, I think it was the, where he laid it on the plate of Gallagher, um, but that was offside. And that was, again, from him just staying on the last line and running in behind. 
Um, and he even had a chance in the first few minutes of the game where he just lost his composure. Should have lobbed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just stopped in it. So there was so many. Yeah, there was more than there was more than a couple instances where he he was causing them trouble running behind. And I feel like it's a very good point because we do miss that move that off the ball movement. Because when you think about someone like Pulisic, very much to feet. Um, I feel like Mudrik is probably the only other person that runs behind, but he's not playing at the moment. Um, Havertz is very much into the feet more often than not. Um, Mason Mount's to feet. Yeah, yeah. Jao Felix, he's someone that wants to get on the ball. And you prefer ball. him and Kai doing yeah. what they're doing at the moment where they're dropping deeper and, yeah. they're, and they're playing in the, those areas where you do feel like they're not out of position. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, what Sterling's also doing is he's allowing these two players to operate in the areas they feel natural. Mm. Like that, like he's not having, he, he doesn't make it a thing where throughout the game, Kai Havertz has to feel the pressure of having to be up top because mm-hmm. Sterling is, is, is so good in that role that he's like, all right, you know what? If he goes deep, I'm going to, I'm going to go up top. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to be the furthest man forward. But with Mudrik and, and Pulisic and all these guys, what they'll what they'll naturally end up doing is they'll 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 drift out to the left, or if they're if they're further on the right, they might drift out to the to the right. But then we end up with nobody actual like actually central. Do you get what I'm saying? Like and and beyond the like trying to get beyond beyond the defenders and beyond the ball. And I think we saw it against Mudrik. Like we saw it with Mudrik against Leicester, where he done okay, but you could see as soon as he went left, he come alive a little bit more. His movement was better there. I think with Madueke, I think when he's played well for us so far, it's been in the system of the four-two-three-one where where we're playing with natural wingers. So I don't want it to be this thing where we play them in that role, and the fans are expecting so much, only for them to just get abused because they're not really playing in a role that's not natural to them. Do you understand? So yeah, for you. That that's that's for me, like personally, like because I know a lot of people have been calling for Madrid, a lot of people have been calling for Madueke to play, but. I, I I kind of understand why Potter's not just dashing them into that role, because I, I there, there's an element of it that would be like it's not really fair. Do you get what I'm saying? Like they're mm. still developing as players themselves, and then to make it worse, with with tenth at the moment, the pressure is massive in terms of what what fans are expecting when we walk onto the pitch, and mm. now we put them in a position where, you know, if they if they give us a four out of ten, the man them are calling them a flop already, mm. so it's like. I don't know, man. It's 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 a tricky situation. Man said Madweki, the Afghan existed. But yeah, no, I fully, fully, <laughs> fully, fully agree with you. We have so many players, I just forget people exist. But yeah, no, I fully, I fully agree with you. And I think um, yeah, just going just even going back to it, um, I think on the right hand side, that role for certainly would be perfect. And him coming in just adds a balance. Um, yeah. and I think um for the for the end of the season, I think we should be trying to follow kind of what we kind of did against Dortmund. Um, in yeah, terms definitely. of yeah, in terms of you've got Felix, it's it's a it's a nice balance. You've got Felix, who's um very ingenuitive, um and has an eye for goal, um and you can trust him to kind of pick up, drop deep, pick up pockets and make things happen. And you've got Sterling, who's kind of picking up intelligent positions on the right hand side, who's who's actually very fast as well. Um, so you've got yeah. different threats there on the pitch as well. Um, so that's good. Um, I, yeah, I, I I like the sound of that, and I, and I and I want to see that kind of going forward for the for the rest of the season. Um, I I also want to see um, Enzo just carry on his form and just carry on doing what he's doing because he's probably I think he's probably 
one of the few reasons why I still kind of tune in and watch because I like what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, he's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His passing is is so so good. I think against so um, Burnley was the game before the international break, wasn't it? Right, the two two. Oh, sorry, not Burnley, um, Everton. Everton. I'm thinking of Sean Dice. Yeah, I was yeah. saying Burnley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think in that game he was quality. He was absolutely quality. Um, so I think I think we just need to build, kind of just build build on chemistry. I think is is very important as well, just in terms of having players develop those partnerships. Um, and I think building those blocks towards next season is the best thing we can do in these next eleven games. Personally, um, so again, that comes down to having the consistent names on the pitch and consistent partnerships. Um, yeah. I believe Leicester and Everton were two games in a row that Enzo and Kovacic started together. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, because yeah. Kovacic did that banger, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he, them two also started the Dortmund game as well, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, so again, that's a, you know, I'll, that's a partnership I wouldn't mind seeing um, kind of build together. Um, I know Kante still to come back in the fold, which I'm, I'm absolutely here for as well. Um, and hopefully see players play injury-free. I feel like Ben Chirwell's also gone on the radio as well. I feel like Ben Chirwell's had a very good last few weeks. Um, so well, again, yeah, since the, game, yeah. since the yeah. game against Leeds, yeah, sorry to mm. cut you. No, it's cool. In, in the game against Leeds, um, the stat that stuck with me was that he managed to receive the ball like 20 times in the final third, which said a lot about like what his, in, what, what his instructions were from Potter in terms of how much he wants him to kind of work that that flank in it, like playing at left wing back. So obviously that was encouraging from the first part, but I don't think the performance was as great as obviously mm-hmm. what the stats were saying and everything. But then he carried on and he and his form has actually got better game by game, in my opinion. Yep. I feel like he's he's getting slowly back to what that form was when uh, yeah, yeah. We yes. were talking about James and Chilwell mm. and what they were doing under Tuchel in the first half of the season. Mm. If, mm. if that if, if that manages to start coming through these last 10 games, I'll be real. They're, they're, they're so integral to the way we play and they're so, like, threatening from their positions. I think we can do a lot of damage in any game that we play, considering the fact that Enzo is starting to get more of an understanding of where his wing-backs are. He's starting to get more of an understanding in terms of where his attackers are going, their movements. Because that's why I think his passing is just getting better and better as well every game. Like, that's why I feel like you're seeing more of it because he's understanding everybody's movements a little bit more. Yeah. And so when he's getting the ball, sometimes he's not even looking up. Mm. Yeah, I'm going like, it's, it's, it's that quick with him. Like he, he doesn't dilly-dally on the ball in terms of a forward pass. Mm. Mm. So I think the players are starting to benefit from that a lot. Mm. Yeah, 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 I feel you. Um, and again, uh, I think, and I think in the Burnley game as well, I think, I think Chua again was really good. I think it was really good. Um, I watched a little bit of the England game um and he looks he looks he looks okay there as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, he he's definitely getting back to his best, which is a good thing for us because um we're definitely gonna need him. And I think as a footballer, he's really unappreciated, just generally as a footballer. Um, at the back, I'd like to see a similar thing as well. Like I know Kukurea's come in and, and he's mm-hmm. done well. Um but uh, the the whole thing of of, of Badi, I know Kulabali made a mistake, but yeah, it would be it would be crazy to say that the last three, four games he's had haven't been good as well. Like he has come in and, and but, been but just the thing though, I feel like defense but, is the one position you can't afford to be inconsistent. I yeah, fact. Like you can facts. be inconsistent as a maybe as a midfielder that you just come in or whatever. Um, maybe as a forward as well. 
you can show potential being consistent. But as a, that defense, because obviously defense and goalkeeper, though that's where the, the the brightest lights are. Do you know what I mean in terms of the spotlight? And, and that's what's killed, bro. And that's what's killed her. And that's the mm-hmm. maddest thing. That's what's like it's it's a, it's disappointing because yeah, Fofana's Fofana's um um performances recently he's been great have been insane. Like he's been great. He's, he's been great. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's actually a few more positives than I thought. Yeah, no, but bro, like real real talk. Yeah, I feel like I said this earlier, innit? When when not earlier in the pod, but I've said this online. Yeah, like when things are going bad and you don't like a certain individual or you or you're you're not favoring a certain individual at the moment. I don't even think it's a thing where people hate Potter like that. I, I just think it's a thing where he's Chelsea manager right now. He's the reason why we're tenth. So the people hate him. But as soon as he leaves and goes off and does his own thing, the people will will, will like Potter again. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's right right Me now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Me included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, Potter, Potter right now is hated. So a lot of the time when people are watching games, they're not trying to see positives either. Like, I'm not saying you, Sherman, Sher- Sher- but I'm saying mm-hmm. generally that's that's how it gets sometimes as, just as a human being. When you don't like something, sometimes you're not even trying to see the positives because you're just so done with what's going on. You're, you're All you're trying to hear now is, when's this guy going? When's this guy getting sacked? Mm-hmm. But but in the games that we've played recently, there's been positives, bro. But, but again, people have ignored them because it either suits their agenda or it suits the fact that, you know, I need as much negatives as I can to, to get on this guy so that I can get him gone. Do you get what but I'm saying? Know, but, but you also know what it is. I just feel like it's just the fact that people understand that we're a massive club and we spent all this yeah, money. And the, all that context to it alone. It, it, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's enough to be negative about where we are. I'm not going to lie. I can't, I can't fault, like I can't get out someone for being pessimistic because it's true. Like we're a massive club. We're too big to be where we are and the amount of money we spent. But at the same time, at the same time, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, when you actually kind of step back a little bit and take out the emotion, um, there have been individual positives. And even as a team against uh, Everton, we did move the ball a little bit quicker um, in terms of build-up. And so for anyone that kind of supports Potter, that's a positive. Um, yeah. But I want to... Go on. <laughs> the negative was definitely the subs though but go on to what you were saying oh yeah yeah of course of course but um yeah I wanted to when you when you mentioned Kukurela something came into my head and I wanted to talk about it that back three what do you think is the best composition there because I don't think Badia Shil at left centre back in that three I don't think it, I didn't look comf- comfortable personally I think um his best performances so far has come in a back two um and when he played on that left side, that left channel, I don't know. I don't know if it suited him. I feel like he's someone. He. I, feel... I actually think. I actually think yeah, that he is the guy that could do the central role. Yeah, I, I look I, at I'm his composure. I'm with that. Yeah, I look at his composure. I look at the fact that he's so comfortable. I know he's left footed, but I don't think he's like completely useless with his right foot. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I think. He's he's fine in that in in that department. I think where he's kind of commanding everything from that cent- central role, I think he's perfect for that. Um, it is probably something more for next season because of the numbers that we have now. Um, and in the future, I think it would be a perfect back three if you had Fofana, Badiashiel, and then Levi Cole playing that left centre back role. But but for now. I just can't see how he's going to be used there while we've got um, Thiago Silva and and Koulibaly. So I think, unfortunately, 
<laughs> we're probably going to see more of Koulibaly in the central role and and um, probably Thiago Silva when he comes back. Mm. But I do agree with you. Like he does. I don't know whether it's because he's hardly played there because I, I don't know what Monaco played when when he was there for the majority of his time. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if it was a four. But he definitely does. I, I agree with you. He looks so comfortable in 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 a two. Mm. Yeah, um, I feel like the movie structure is just definitely more suited to playing in the middle because obviously you're more likely to come up against um someone that's a like maybe more a more physical striker as opposed to coming mm-hmm. up against like I don't know like a tricky wide player or something like that or like someone that's gonna you know that's gonna turn you around. Um, I feel like Cucurella is definitely more comfortable in that position. Um, or yeah, even Koulibaly when he's played there, he's he's actually he's been pretty good. Um, it's funny because Koulibaly's best performances have probably come in that position. Um, and even when he when Koulibaly plays in the two, he plays on the left side, doesn't he? So yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't. I don't think I didn't really like that competition. Um, against against um Burnley, so it'll be interesting to see if we kind of change that. Uh, I personally think our our best back four is, I think our best back three, sorry, uh, with is for final Thiago Silva and Cucurella. Um, that's me personally. Um, yeah. I like the way I like what Fofana does, especially in that Burnley game, where he, it's numerous occasions where he's driving with the ball coming out, kind of like what Rudiger used to do. Um, and I just really like that. And obviously, as a defender, he's really, really good. Um, he's really good in the air. He's fast. Uh, he's strong. So yeah, I think Fofana. Fofana hasn't put. A, I don't think he's put a foot wrong. In all honesty, um, no. I, I read a stat today that yeah, I, I read. A, I was reading a stat today that apparently we've been playing much higher with since Fofana's come in. Mm, that like, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, mm. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but um, it seems quite key for Potter mm. at the moment as well. Yeah, but yeah, I, I've even just remembered that 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 goal that Everton scored. Then yeah, Kulibar, he's just got to sweat out, hasn't he? Really, <laughs> he just got. Because I I literally forgot like everything that I wanted to to break. I've just remembered, and yeah, he's he's got to sweat out because it's just. I think I think what you said is key about like those kind of errors. Yeah, no matter how well you play, like those kind of errors at this level. They're kind of unforgivable, man. And like, Sims like, is just not that. It's just an Eddie guy. He's really yeah. a nobody. Like yeah, it, that, it reminded me of like Messi. It reminded me of like Messi and Botan, bro. Like you remember yeah. Messi and Botan, like man just falls over. Like it's like, Literally. bro, oh, come on, like it's, it's Sims, bro. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just insane. So I, yeah. yeah, too much, man. Like yeah. if he does, like, if he keeps doing that, I just if you had to make a decision in the summer of who you want to keep, because obviously his numbers, it's not just about. You know, like, oh, you came this season, so we're going to keep you. There's so many numbers. You're going to have to cut certain guys. You're going to have to make some big decisions. And if he keeps making errors like that, I wouldn't be surprised if if they just say, yeah, it's like it's not working. Mm. And 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 speaking of decisions, um, I've even just remembered another one as well. Um, this just the goalkeeper situation. What what you, what you, what's your thoughts on that? Because I I will <laughs> never I can never be on board with Pepper, and. Again, thinking about Devson game, I feel like he should save the Sims goal. Um, and obviously, a lot of fans have made a big deal out of oh, he's in, he's been in really good form. His save percentage is high, um, and I think that's all well and good. But when you're a goalkeeper that is so error prone and cannot command your box, and you know, what I mean, I I just feel like you're always bound to be under pressure at some point, especially from set pieces. When we when when the opposition sees have a set piece. 
I am I'm resigned to thinking that we're gonna concede because oppositions are literally targeting him in terms of putting pressure on him because he can't command the box. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's a big issue. And then obviously he's very liable to low shots, like he things just go through his hands. So like I think Mendy's back from his injury doubt. What what would you do? Like, would you stick? Would you go with Mendy? It it depends what Potter can get out of Mendy in terms of like the confidence and 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 like also how he plays because obviously I know he likes his keepers to be good with their feet as well so it's a bit of a tricky one but the thing is what I will say about Mendy is that even all now as good as a season that Kepa's had I think he's made some really good saves he has he definitely has but like I think but like I think of like impossible saves sometimes that Mendy's made like and I, and I still don't know if I've seen saves as good as that from Kepa do you like, know what? Ones, ones that you look at that you think, mm. like, all right, that would have been the game done. But Do, do you know what? I have, you know, over. if I'm keeping objective, I have seen Kepa make very good saves. Like, yeah, I'm just trying against, to remember off the top of my head. Like, there was one against Palace. Um, I think it was Olise or someone um, that, that comes to mind. I think shot-stopping, he's actually pretty decent. At. It's just the commanding box and, and low shots. Anything in the air... Like I know he's been packed out bare times, but he can actually. I've seen him save some some good shots, even against um, was it? Oh, who was it? Uh, Leicester. He made some decent saves. It's uh, the inconsistency, though. It's just very inconsistent. Was... Yeah, yeah, he's very inconsistent. Because like Ward Prowse's free kick here, yeah, it wasn't mm. even in the top corner. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, it, wasn't. it was just it was like side. His like... reach, his reach is not. He's, he hasn't got a long reach. If he can jump, and and he and try and get to it, sometimes he will. But when it's like he has to stretch for it, he can't reach any shot. And that's, it's, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's a problem. That, and that's where Mendy's height advantage is so key because yeah. Mendy has that. He's got the long legs. He's got, he's got a reach of his arms. Um, I'd, I'd be, I'm be more than open to give him a chance personally. Like that Benzema goal. You remember that Benzema shot last, when we won the Champions League, yeah? Remember that Benzema shot that was going, he curled it and it was going like, yeah. Like yeah, basically yeah. signing. It's yeah, like moments yeah. like that here yeah, where it's like, you're not sure. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? Like you're not mm. sure. And and if I don't think it's it's true, we can't as good as he's been, like in terms of improvement with with his own season personally for him, like generally as a top team and a, as a like being a top keeper of a top team, I just I've seen enough again this season to know that it will just never be comfortable for us. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. Um and with that being said, we'll resume after these messages. And we are back. Um, so I don't know, did you catch the England again? Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, cool. So let's talk about Mudrick, because obviously, um, so when I, I saw the lineup and I actually thought, um, let me have a look at who Ukraine have got. And I thought, oh crap, Mudrick's playing. I thought I actually forgot it before for Ukraine. Um, so I thought, cool, let, let, let me tune in because, you know, I'm not really invested in England like that, but um, I thought, let me tune in just to see what Mudrick's on. But I also saw Kyle Walker was playing and I thought, mm, this is kind of one of the best right-backs ever played in Premier League history. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how much I could really expect to see. Um, and as the game t- played out, it turns out that I was, what I, what I literally thought was, was correct. Uh, I think Mead said something interesting because he asked in the group chat how um, Mujic was, and I said that um, that yeah, he was basically wasn't in the game. 
Um, and that Kyle Walker basically just like marked him out the game essentially. Um, and he 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 asked, "Is this like a something that should be of a concern?" Because I feel like a few of his Chelsea games have been like that, whereby he might have been don't get don't get me wrong, we've seen he has quality, but he might have been maybe not maybe on the periphery and maybe not doing too much. Um, I don't know what, what what do you think? What do you what did you think of him against England? And do you are you worried about any? Are you worried about him in terms of him maybe not being in the game as much sometimes and all that kind of stuff? No, with 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 Madrid, I think I, I think there's still a lot that he needs to work on in terms of his game. Like I've looked at him quite a few times when he's come on. One of the first things I think he he needs a lot of work on is his off the ball movement. I think it's quite. I don't want to say basic. Do you think so? I think I think he makes good off the ball runs. You know, I think he makes decent runs for like a winger. I th- I think like, but where where you really see the intelligence of a player in terms of their movement is when there's no actual space to run into. Like like when it when it when it doesn't become, like when it's not um. You know where as far as Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's <laughs> like because because I think. Um, in the Leicester game, the Leicester game ended up getting stretched, and that's when you saw a couple of his runs like in behind. But there was so much space in behind that it wasn't necessarily like an intelligent run. It was more so just you know he had the space to run into. Um, I I don't know if I'm doing him a disservice. In I, terms I feel of that. I, I feel you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna counter here because I feel like against West Ham there wasn't a lot of space, but he was he was he was making runs, but Kukurea just weren't giving it to him. Jamming. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah, he did make a couple of runs where he thought he should have got the ball quicker. And that's the, yeah, that's true, to be fair. But I think um I, I still think it can be better though, because I feel like sometimes when when the space isn't there, it looks like he's just kind of fading from the game. If you get what I mean, like he's he's not really mm. he's not really kind of trying to be intelligent with it, he's not really trying to mix it up. He's He's kind of making the same kind of straight run, like and it's and I and I think that's why sometimes he doesn't even get the ball. Because I think it's I think sometimes the players might think it's predictable. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 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 I think I'm not saying his movement's bad, but I'm saying for, for like for the level that he's playing at now and the league that he's playing in, it's gonna need to be much better. Because I I just feel like we, we spoke about Sterling earlier, for example, a player that even when he's playing against low blocks and stuff like that, he knows exactly how to get in behind teams. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and and if there's anybody that probably Mudrick could learn from, it probably is somebody like a Sterling, where he has spent most of his career on the left and he knows exactly when to make those runs. He knows how to kind of um, affect the game when when that space isn't available all the time. Because mm. I think I think that's, that's the biggest um, issue that, that he's got at the moment. I think he's adapting to that space not being there. Mm. And so when that space isn't there, how can he then affect the game? Because if you're if you're a player for 88 million, you don't really want to you don't you'd expect a player to also be effective when, you know, not not say his strength is not there, but like in terms of when when the space isn't there, which is probably one of his biggest strengths running into like large, large amounts of space and that. Mm. But when that's not there, you also want to see what he can do. Um, you know, how can he how he can affect the game? 
I think one thing I've seen from Mudrik that I like when he's not when it's not got nothing to do with him running in behind is when he receives the ball, he, he kind of looks to play it very quickly into like one of the attackers or the midfielders and he makes his run again like straight away after that. And like he looks to play forward quite quickly. I think he, he has a good link up play. Yeah, and he can also spot a pass as well. I think mm, I saw mm, that with, mm. with the Havertz goal that was offside against West Ham, where he comes inside and he does that reverse ball quite a bit. Yeah, I love the reverse ball. That was really good. Yeah, so like he's got he's got he's got stuff about him. So in terms of him being a a concern, that's where I think he's not a concern because I think you've seen a couple of things from him where you're like, all right, cool. It's not just a thing where you're this fast winger. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's 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 something there. And obviously, we've seen his quick feet in terms of Liverpool. I know um, it was ages ago like when he's done that, but he still showed that he's got quick feet in tight spaces and stuff like that. So there's stuff to work with. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's definitely not a Werner, whereby without pace, there's not much. I think there's definitely a good technical level there, uh, dribbling, um, inventiveness, link play. Is all, is, is, I've seen some signs of that. I think it's right now... When we were talking at the top of the pod about the next 11 games, I think he's a big part of what I want to see in the next 11 games. I want to see him play. Um, and I think it would be interesting to get your thoughts on where you stand. I think, was it you that messaged me? I think it was Babs that messaged me after I called out Potter on the, on the main pod for not playing him. Um, I think Dan and me have also kind of said similar. So he should be playing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some fans will kind of see it as, I know Babs was saying that, um, you know, Potter was trying to ease him in and yeah. get the pressure of him, which I thought was cool. Um, and I think it was a weird one because after the Leicester game, that was kind of the the consensus because obviously Midrick had a decent game, got an assist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then everybody thought, okay, cool, Potter was easing him in, so now against Burnley, he'll play from the start. Sorry, against Everton, he'll play from the start. I keep saying Burnley because it's really nice. But yeah, against Everton, he'll play from the start. But he was benched. Do you know what I'm saying? So and again, yeah. and again, I th- I'm sure many people were wondering why was he on the bench. So and Pulisic played of all people, someone that's on his way out. So again, I, I felt kind of vindicated. I'm not gonna lie to you because <laughs> it kind of proved my point. Like, why is Potter using our eight million? Star bad as a bit as a bitch boy. Like, the thing is though, really yeah, but that's the thing. Where, where I where I go with this is is like I think so, like I, I get where people are coming from with that with that angle of it, but then I think there's an angle also where it's like people have got problems with these players, right? And that's fine. We've watched Pulisic long enough to know he's not somebody that's gonna. Um, that should be at the club, like in terms of moving forward. But Potter's situation and and what the fans think of of how the situation should be is completely different. Potter doesn't have like he doesn't actually have problems with these players, and so when he's coaching and he's trying to figure out the best way to get the team playing the way he wants them to play. Now we we spoke about earlier. We spoke about the importance of of Sterling and how the way he plays and how he's comfortable central and his and his intelligent movement and all of that is a reason as to why he plays the role that he does in this system at the moment with the obviously switching back to to the to the back three and that with Pulisic I think the first thing I said when I saw Pulisic in the in the lineup was that although Pulisic doesn't have that intelligence in terms of movement and stuff 
he's very comfortable going into them central areas and picking up the ball. And so mm-hmm. even if it isn't something that is his strength, mm-hmm. I could understand why a coach might try to play him there because it's like... To be fair, he had a decent game. Because, and, and that as well. And mm-hmm. the thing is, Mujic, yeah, I think it's clear as day that he's he's not entirely comfortable in that central role. And so... Is when that you, is that what you so do you think that's what he wants then? Because I thought I thought Zhao was was kind of given that freedom to uh... I, I think I think he wants the players to mix it up because if there's one thing we know about Potter and we know about his teams is that his players don't they're not they're not restricted to um in terms of position wise. This is they true. never have been. And and so when those players come on, it's 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 why people like Trossard look so comfortable central, look so comfortable left, look comfortable right. Do you understand? And that's what he is trying to implement into this team. Now, people can... I think I think it's fair to say, why are you doing that with Pudisic if he's not going to be here next season? But at the same time, he needs to play the players that are going to give him the best opportunity to win the game and to carry out the instructions the way he wants them to be carried out. And I think that's where things change between what the fans want and what the coach wants. Because at the end of the day, you cannot force Mudrik as much as you like him, as much as you think that he should be a um, a player starting at the moment, and as much as you think that he has more ability than Pulisic. Um, that that like for a coach when he's when he's doing his sessions and when he's coaching the team, that's not what he sees. Do you get what I'm saying? And and he might see Pulisic look looking more comfortable in what he's trying to implement. Maybe it, it doesn't mean that it's long term. But I'm just saying for, for for like right now in terms of getting the best results. Because remember, in these last 10 games, we need to get the best results. So him easing in Mudrik and, and making Mudrik happy and making him play out of position and 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 you know playing him in games where he's having more stinkers, how is that who, who is that really gonna benefit? When you consider when you consider what what like where we where we're at right now in terms of the season, because really and truly. All it sounds like is that people just want to see Mujic because he's this new guy that people want to see actually start playing well. I but don't think way- I don't think that's the case. I think it's just more so a thing whereby he had that camera against Liverpool. Everyone saw what he could do, yeah. right? Yeah. And everybody saw it was clearly night and day above the other attackers that we have in terms of uh, maybe aside from Jao Felix, in terms of flair, skill, pace, raw pace, right? Mm. Um, and it's like understandably, everybody wants to see that momentum carried on. But he's also had games that are just as bad as Pulisic and Ziyech as well. Has he? What games? Yeah, of course he has. Like, bro, he's Dortmund. Been, <laughs> bro, he's had games. Dortmund's the, only, Dortmund's the only one I can say I can have. I don't know, bro. I don't know. If we, if we, if, listen, if we've watched, um, we've watched Pulisic and Ziyech have bad games and then have a few good moments in those games, bro. Like, like, Mudrik has had those kind of games. He's had games where he hasn't been a threat in the game in terms of like a massive massive threat he's 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 been in the game where he's he's showed like why his attributes can be a bit scary but he hasn't really shown the the 88 million pound yeah no i don't i don't disagree with that i don't disagree with that and and pulisic comes in and he does a few good things like and we we never get carried away with it no 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 no, no. comes in plays play has a stinker but he he plays like three or four great great balls like over the top or whatever and again, you know, we, we don't do that with Ziyech. And, and I don't want to do that with Mujic either. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't <laughs> disagree. I don't disagree. But 
at the same time, I feel like part of what you're saying about Mudrik does slightly come down to the momentum side of things in terms of yeah. actual be actually being on the pitch. So yeah. the Fulham game after the Liverpool game, she got taken off at half time for whatever reason, a flu, whatever. Um, even the West Ham game, he showed bright sparks. Um, and then I can't remember the games afterwards. I think up from then onwards, he was kind of just on the bench. Uh, and it just feels a bit random. I think that's the main thing about Chelsea. I, I fully get. I feel like I because I get this feeling as well. I feel like it's just random because he's shown what he can kind of do, right? And it's like we don't want to go back in that same cycle of you know buying expensive players and they're and then like they're they're just flopping for reasons that we can't explain. Do you get it? We can clearly see the talent. We can clearly see he's not the problem right now in terms of he's got the talent, yeah. Yeah, but fair. I don't know. It's like how do we get to how do you get that out of him? And I think giving him a platform is the best way to. But, but I think the fair, yeah. the, the fair thing to say though is that all right, cool, Potter, stick with the the system that suits the wingers. Then, do you understand? Like that's that's more fair to say, because when people when when we start saying oh, like he's being a ran he's being random and he's being like unfair in terms of giving Mudrik momentum, there's context to it as well because when he played the system that suited the wingers. He tried to give. He tried to be consistent with playing the wingers. He might have chopped and changed. Like maybe I think he brought in Ziyech once and and played him with Mudrik, and then he played Mudrik and Madueke a couple of times. I think against West Ham they both started. I think there was another game they both started, um, in terms of uh, being the wingers that he went with, and that was because he was playing a formation that suited the wingers. And as soon as he changed it, he played. He was he started playing a formation that suited the players that were more central. And that's and that's exactly when we saw Felix, Kai, and Sterling start. And I'm so, lie, though. I think Mudrik can play that inside role. No, no, no. I, it's not. But it, that. But again, this is what I'm trying to say, Shams. Where we're at in this season, in terms of being able to do that whole, you know, let's play him there and let's experiment with him there and let's see if we can improve him there. I, 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 I would completely disagree with people that say this is the perfect time to do that. Because because what people are what people are saying is oh because we've got nothing left for the season, just play him there. We can we can get him used to the used to the formation um, for when for when next season comes. But the thing is, next season you don't even know if this is exactly what we're going to be doing. Because if a striker comes in, it might be completely different. If a striker comes in, it might be a striker and then an actual winger on the left and a winger on the right. Do you see what I'm saying? Because it can it can easily change like that. Mm. So, so again, and, and this is this is the whole thing of like not knowing exactly what Potter is going to do next season. And that's why I always bang on about the time thing, because there's so much that's unclear about this season. I think when we're making judgments, we just need to be careful because there's so many factors as to why things can be happening, especially because of the numbers of the players as well. So it's like the criticism is valid in terms of chopping and changing too much and stuff like that. And I feel like he's tried to come away from that. I don't think there's any denying that he's definitely tried to come away from that and he's tried to be more consistent. But with Mudrik, I just feel like we as a fan base just definitely need to be patient, especially in these circumstances now. I just don't think it's the perfect time to be experimenting with Mudrik up top in a, in, in a league that he clearly is not used to at the moment. He's still getting used to the league. I think there's things going on outside of football as well that you have no clue about in terms of where he's at mentally as a player. Like, there's there's so many things, bro. So, 
again with Mudrik, I'm I'm very kind of I think it's a very sensitive issue with Mudrik at the moment because I think there's a lot of things surrounding him as a player that haven't been clarified by you know obviously people close to him or the manager or whoever they'll they'll only know that themselves. But when he done that interview the other day on Sky Sports talking about how his parents are in Ukraine and this and that, mm. and then and then someone reminded me as well that. He wasn't even playing football when we bought him. Yeah. He, he hasn't yeah. had a season. Mm. You start thinking about all these things. I'm just thinking, yo, like maybe he does need to just be in the shadows. Like, bro, maybe. Maybe, maybe he does need to just be training, watching how the team plays. Potter will be doing his stuff in terms of talking to him behind the scenes, I'm sure. He'll be he'll be talking to his players, letting them know. Exactly Using that degree, yeah? Huh? Using that degree, yeah? Probably. The degree that he degree that, yeah. To, Oh, emotional, listen, emotional intelligence is key, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, no, no, I don't no, want, no, I'm not downplaying it. I, I, agree. I, I don't want him to be. I don't want him to be um, putting putting Mudrik on and then subbing him off after ten minutes because he was too close to the sideline to that player and he started, yeah. you know, getting too emotional and the, you know the, things the, got heated. So. The, the true special as Mariah, yeah. <laughs> Mariah likes exactly. to remind us every other <laughs> weekend on the exactly, podcast. bro. <laughs> now, nah, but listen, I, I I I completely hear what you mean as well in terms of. You see a player there, and you're like, you're so eager to want to see him just get to a point <laughs> where he's playing well, mm. and that's understandable. But I just want, I'm glad like we spoke about this day because I feel like fans need reminding that although there's something that you want as a fan, as a coach, like I think things can be very, very different. It can look very, very different behind the scenes in terms of what they're trying to implement and you know what their goal is for the rest of the season. Because if it is results. We don't really want too many experiments on the pitch. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's where I stand with Madrid. Yeah, I hear you. I hear I, I, you. Um, yeah, I, I, I completely hear that. I think it would be probably good just to finish off quickly um, on the Champions League draw. Um, I don't know if we've recorded <laughs> since. Um, yeah, I don't know if we've recorded since, but obviously we've got Ramjid again. Um, the Frilogy. Um, I don't know about you, but I think we could win personally. Um, even though you know I'm still a bit iffy with Potter, but I don't know. I just feel like we can get the job done. I don't know why. Um, second legs at the bridge. What do you think? Um, we were kind of saying in the group chat how he should go, that he should play a three-five-two in the first leg. Mm-hmm. Play, play well, with um. Yeah, Kante, Kante will be back. <laughs> Kante will be back in it. I'm sure he'll be back. Is it? Is the game next week? Oh my god! It can't be. Nah, nah. It, it, it can't be. Nah, it might be. I have to check. It oh actually might god. be just next week. No, because the week after next. Week. Yeah, Liverpool's next week. So the week after next, right? Um, the twelfth of April. Um, I think it's a shame because obviously this international break, Kante. If let's say the, hypothetically there was an international break, Kante probably would have played, didn't it? Um, mm. we'll see if he plays. Against Villa, oh, he played and, an indoor game, like not. Yeah, he played, game. Behind, he played the behind closed, behind yeah, closed doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it might come too soon for him, but we were saying that he should Potter should try and pack the midfield um, with Enzo, Kante, and Kovacic. Um, I feel like a two midfield might be a bit, a bit much to handle with with the way Modric and Kamavinga and Cruz play. Um, but I think if we can, in the first leg, keep the score to either a draw or a one of deficit, I feel like we can 
I feel like I had a bridge with that. I'm not gonna lie to you. The I'm not taking credit away from Potter against Dortmund, but the crowd played a really big part. Like you saw it before the game, like the way the fans arrived early. Yeah. The way they were shouting, like when the bus came in to build the atmosphere, blah blah blah, all that sort of stuff. I just knew when I saw the on Sky I just knew we were gonna win. Like these, I just knew these things are real at the Champions League night. Do you know what I mean? So I feel yeah. like if we can kind of do that and limit the mistakes as well, um, I feel like we can. I feel like we can beat them over two legs. So what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm I'm confident. I think um, one of the reasons why I'm confident as well is because I look at the players and and one thing about having some of these star players is that they do love the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Like, they just rise it for the Champions League. Like, I think Felix, um, Sterling has already spoken about how hungry he is to win to win the Champions League. And and obviously, it would be, like, it would be massive for him to come in his first season, Chelsea, and just win it. Especially after, like, um, after he lost against against us um, prior to this, innit? So, um, I feel like people like Sterling, Felix, we know what Havertz is about in the Champions League. Um, Kante coming back if if he if he manages to get a game under his belt before before that that fixture, um, you you know you're looking at a possible Kovacic, Kante, Enzo midfield maybe, maybe I'm not too sure but bro like I'm I'm hearing the names and I'm and I'm just you're hearing the names of the team like of, of like the team sheet and that and you're, you're thinking. There's not many teams you'd be scared of with those kind of players on the pitch. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I think Enzo fills me with a lot of confidence. Say that again? I think Enzo fills me with quite a bit of confidence, but I don't oh, want so to much, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, even the back line, like, normally, yeah. like, it's yeah. crazy because even though we're 10th... We haven't actually conceded that many goals. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's, and that's we don't score. Goals. That's the reason why we are where we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't score. So I think... In terms of that, you know, like we've spoken about um, Chilwell as well. He's still got a few games until the, the the Real Madrid tie. Is it a thing where, you know, maybe he gets a goal in, in one of these games and a couple of assists and, and he's, you know, flying, leading into it? Bro, there's a lot that can happen in between now and the, the Madrid game in terms of the confidence of these players going into that game. So, um, yeah, and the fact that they won it recently, I think that will play a big part as well in terms of just knowing that they, you know, they belong in and around these these parts of the the tournament. Do you get what I'm saying? So, And also, I think it's the familiarity as well. Aspects, like, they've played each other two years running now. Yeah. So, I think they won't be phased. I think this is going to be the first time playing at the burner. No, I'm lying. Sorry. Um, But, yeah, no, they won't be phased because they've they've played them twice already, played in the burner bow. Um, it's just, yeah, just go again kind of thing. Um, So, I think, I, I th- yeah, I think we can do something. Um. But yeah, it's yeah. interesting though. No Casemiro for them. Like, oh yeah, to see because they've 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 given up quite a few points in in La Liga recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't they haven't been like their their best in La Liga, but they looked really good against Liverpool. So, uh, boy, <laughs> I don't know. I think league form and Champions League form is always is always different. But um, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll find out a lot. We'll find out a lot. I think in in our next two games against sure. um, Villa and and Liverpool. And Liverpool, I think. yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely, On that note, I think that'll be a good place to wrap it up. Um, Jermaine, it's been a pleasure. Always nice shopping up with you. Um, and if you made this far, thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. Peace. Cool.
Sports Social Podcast Network.